Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. Hello, Tully. Hello. Happy Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to us. How are you going? I'm good. Good today. Well, how are you? I'm good. So, up. I think we've said this every week for the last three weeks, but I think it's finally spring. I know. It's it's going to be a hot summer. And it's grand final week. And it's, did, you, did you see the temperature for Saturday? 27. 27. Uh-huh. It's my my dad's birthday on Sunday. Aww. So I was like, maybe I'll just go home for the weekend. Nice. I'll see. Because I'm not really interested in the football, to be honest. But me either. I'm just going to go to our friend's house. Yeah. That's it. I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm like, mm, uh, I'm bothered. Collingwood. Like, look. Yes, some of my friend are Collingwood supporters, but God, like... I know. I'm like, Sarah's obviously Carlton, so it's like a little bit disappointing. But then I'm also like, I don't think I would have wanted to be in Melbourne when it was Collingwood Carlton. Yeah, would have been huge. Would have been huge. But it's grand final weekend, then it's spring racing carnival, and it's good at times, and... Nearly Christmas. Oh my God. <laughs> you sound like Ashley, my sister in law. She's like, Christmas decorations are out. That mean I can, means well, I. It hasn't even been Halloween yet, but like. She thinks she can put up the Christmas tree no, in October. No, I don't agree with that. She puts it up way too early. <laughs> First of December, always. Her, she will put it up straight after Halloween. Not too early. November? Yep. No. It's That's like, her favorite time of year. Yeah, fair, but then it's like, oh. Like kids pulling the decorations off the tree. Like it's just annoying. It's messy. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. But you know what? I'm not a Grinch. I just believe in our family it was always December the 1st. So, <laughs> Hey, I've got a question actually. Mm-hmm. What's your Roman Empire? Uh, it's only a question for the boys. No, but girls have Roman empires. Uh, I, I've never ever thought of the Roman Empire <laughs> in my life. No, but what do you think of? When I think of Roman Empire. No, what's a thing that you, consumes your thoughts on a regular basis? Like I know for us it would be how many hours can I leave a tampon in before I get toxic shock? No, I don't think. I've thought about that once in my life. Our group chat begs to no, differ. I've not thought about that every day in my life. I Like what am I going to eat today? Fair enough. Like I honestly. Mm. What would it what would you do if someone broke into your apartment? No, don't think about that every day. What do you know. think? I think I no, honestly, I'd be like, "What am I going to eat today?" That's the only repetitive, rep, repetitive thought you have. Or what workout am I going to do? I don't know. I don't think of like how someone's going to break into my apartment. So you don't not, but you know what you would do. I don't think about it every day. Not every – it doesn't have to be every day. Oh, I hate this fucking question. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. Anyways, um, who do we have on today? We had one of our most popular people, guests, that we've him had on. and Dave at the Medium is probably the most popular guest we have on. Well, we've had now him on three times. Yeah. 
And him is Solomon. Yeah, a.k.a. Sarah's therapist that she talks about a lot on the podcast. <laughs> a lot. We uh, love him. Uh, we love him. We yeah. Like he's sorted my shit out. Well, I've sorted my shit out from the right questions from him. Yeah, true. But we did. We had Solomon on the podcast today and he is fresh from London town. Yes, he is. So full of wisdom as always. And one of the topics that we wanted to talk about today was relationships, um, being intimate relationships. We didn't really talk about friendships. It was, yeah, more focused on intimate relationships, but like always, it goes in different tangents. We spoke about kids. We spoke about parenting. Parenting. We spoke about being single, about finding Mm -hmm. the right relationship. So we cover a lot of basis on how to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I took out of it was obviously communication um, and don't spoil it. Oh, sorry, but I'm just saying, like, there's a lot about communication, which yep. we all know is the key to a friendship and a relationship. And, have and it, having those uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. So it was a great episode. I think we should just dive straight in because I think it was a little bit of a long one. So we will dive straight in and please let us know if you like the episode and if there's any other subjects that we can talk about with Solomon again one day. Enjoy. Thank you. Back by popular demand, Solomon. Hey, hey. <laughs> How are Hello, you? Girls. Hi. Yeah, I'm excellent. We love that answer. Yeah, excellent. There's no, there's never a different answer than excellent when I say how are you to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a choice that I make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so. speaking to someone today actually, and they said, and I'm guilty of this too. When someone says, "Oh, what's been going on?" or "How are you?" or and the answer is like, "Not bad." You're deminimizing yourself. Um, yeah. 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 You've done said that to me as well. When I say to you, when you go, what's going on? And I say, oh, not much. You're like, there's heaps going on. Don't say that. Yeah. Well, there is heaps going on. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's got heaps going on. Why do people say, tend to say not much? Um, I think, I think to down, maybe to downplay themselves if they're not confident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they might have things going on that they don't want to share. Mm. Or that they're not comfortable with the feeling that comes from telling people that they've got stuff going on, so, uh, positive or negative. Yeah. They don't know what to do with the comment that comes after that uh, or the reaction that comes after that or the feeling that comes after that. Hmm. You've got to, you've got to have, have a pretty strong hold of yourself to say, yeah, I'm great. So it's easier to say. It's easier to say, yeah, not much. Yeah. That's so true. I've got a friend, and you know this, I'm not going to say her name, but I've got a friend who deals with, like, depression and stuff, Mm. and whenever she asks what's going on, I never tell her the truth because I don't want her to feel shit about herself. Like, if I've got good stuff going on, I'm like, oh, I can't really tell her that Mm. because I don't want her to feel bad about her life. So I'm always like, oh, not much. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's the feeling that comes along with. Not much is the easiest thing to do. Yeah, mm, so true. Not much. Yeah, what do you been doing? Nah, you know, same old shit. Work. Yeah. What is it? You know, right. yeah, work, work. family. Yeah. I think work, I said that family. to you before. You're like, what's yeah, going on? Oh, just work. work. Yeah, just work. Actually yeah. got a lot going on. Yeah. That I was- <laughs> Actually, I've got heaps going on. Yeah. And you watch people and it just catches them by surprise. Yeah. Because they're so, so not used to speaking like that. Where yeah. They're used to the usual responses, the which usual are good, response. thanks, how are you, like, yeah. and not diving into. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, I I love kind of playing with this idea and if, I, if I'm ordering a coffee, I like the idea of, you know, um, 
seeing if I can get the most out of every interaction I can have. So if I'm getting my coffee and I'm, and I'm talking to someone and they've just got their head down and they're mm. doing the usual random thing, you know, I'll, I'll stick my head down and, and say, hey, how are you? Mm. Mm. They'll get a shock. Yeah, they get yeah. a shock. Yeah, because they're, they're just, they're just not, not used to it. Yeah, right. You know? But if you can hold yourself strong in it, you know. Don't uh, care about their reaction. Yeah, most they, people yeah. will come forward. Most people yeah. will come forward and share. It's like, oh, oh, that's really nice of you. Or, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. And, and they'll share. If, if you can show people that you're strong in your ability to hold emotion, mm. people are very eager to share. Huh. And that's, that's essentially my, my role. My job is to hold emotional responses. Yeah, and the more I can hold it and stay calm and stay centered, the more the person in front of me is likely to share. Yeah. Yeah? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. We're just not trained. Yeah. We're just not trained to to um handle emotion. Handle emotion. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not trained. Uh we're not encouraged. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're encouraged to diminish ourselves. Diminish, mm-hmm. keep small and and to not celebrate. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's a real shame. I think it's a real shame. I think it's a real Australian thing. I was going to say that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, cheer, we'll cheer someone who's on the grind and on the way up, but once they make it. They will cut you yeah. down. So true. The same people are waiting there with a baseball bat. Yeah. They're ready to take your head off. Yeah, and, so and true. And I, I think it's really sad. I think we spoke about that last time we had you on the podcast as well, which was a very popular episode. It's like, when someone sees you so much further ahead than they are and mm. they don't know how to get up mm. to that point, yes. they will drag you back down. Oh, 100%. Yeah. If, if, and it happens a lot with family. Mm. So a family and close friends. So if you both start here mm. and all of a sudden this person over here decides, I can't live like this. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got to get out of this. I've got to get out of um, here or I've got to change something. And so they go and they get help or they might start going to the gym mm-hmm. or going to yoga and whatever it is that they bettering do. Bettering themselves. Bettering themselves in, in whatever way. And then they start doing this. Mm. Well, this person over here only knows them here. Mm. Yeah? They only know them here. Yeah? Mm. And so as this person's moving, this person over here has got two choices. They either, they either shame them and drag them back or they move forward with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And most times it's a shame and a drag back. Yeah? Yeah? And so the person over here's now got a choice. Do I keep going at the risk of losing this person? Yeah. Yeah. Or do I give it up and come back here? And you find that push pull a lot in relationships. Mm, which yeah. is what we wanted to focus on dun, today. Dun, dun. <laughs> but are we talking about relationships as in sexual relationships or friendship relationships? Every, every relationship. Okay. Every relationship. Every okay. relationship. Yep. And Sarah, what do we know about relationships? Um, it all comes back to ourselves. It all comes back mm-hmm. to ourselves. So, yeah. Can whatever, you explain that? So whatever we end up talking about today, you're only ever having one relationship. Mm-hmm. It's with yourself. That's with yourself. Mm-hmm. The quality of the relationship you have with yourself has uh, the biggest determining impact on the quality of the relationships you have with anyone else. Okay. So what is it? You can only meet someone to the point of which you meet yourself, yeah. right? Is that how? Yeah. Is that how you say it? That's yeah. one of my favorite sayings. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful saying, and that ain't mine, by the mm-hmm. way. That's just a beautiful saying. You can only meet someone to the point in which they're willing to meet themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, everything. Everything's a reflection of how you see yourself. You won't go a step beyond 
who you deeply think that you are. Mm. You can make it up. You can falsify. You can fake the funk. Yeah, you can. Um, you can bullshit some people some of the time, but not all the people all the time. Mm. And <clears throat> that's a big problem when you get into an intimate relationship. You know, you can. You can put across your best self or a self for, for so long, but eventually... Your true self will your, come out. Your true self will come out. Mm. And you know, we spoke about choices. Then what choice are you going to make? Mm-hmm. What choice do you make then? Do you then go into um, uh, hiding by putting on more masks or do you step up and do the work? Mm. Yeah? And, you know, love is not a feeling. Love is work. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It's an action. Love is work. Yeah. Yeah. Love is momentum. Yeah. Mm. The reason why things feel so good at the start is because you're both working. You're both working hard to impress the other person. You're both putting your best self across. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as soon as you get comfortable, yeah, mm. and that starts to slow down, well, the real you starts coming out. And if you're not comfortable with the real you, you're going to start putting walls in front of that. And that's where a lot of, where a lot of problems start to, start to occur. And unfortunately, at that stage, a lot of people have already moved in. Mm. Yeah. And they're making really massive life decisions, really massive kids. contractual decisions, moving in, buying houses, having mm. kids. And they haven't really met their partner yet. They don't really know who their partner is. Mm-hmm. They're going off a feeling, off a, off a chemical reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got butterflies in my stomach. I love this mm. person so much. Yeah. How do you get to know a partner then? Time. Yeah. Yeah, time and getting to know yourself. It always comes back to that, mm. getting to know yourself, mm. yeah, time, um, getting to know your partner. You know, I, I don't know why it is. Maybe you girls can help, but we're always in a rush yeah. in relationships. It feels like, the, you know, and, and I see it a lot in my work, we're always in a rush, mm. yeah. And, and I was guilty of this too, you know, back in the day. Mm. But you know, when I when I when I met my current partner, you know, we didn't move in for two and a half years. Mm. We learned how to live apart and come together, apart and come together, apart and come together. And what I think that did was it solidified us as independent people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have your life, I have my life. We come together. Yeah. Mm. And we share a life. Yeah. You do your thing. I do my thing. We come together. And so there's always something to talk about. There's always mm. something to share. Yeah. There's always something to pour in. When you're when you're like this, which would be what like which a, would be like, like a, a long term relationship, like codependent. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When when one person is too, too scared. Can you explain a codependent <clears throat> relationship? Well, if you break down the word codependent, mm. you know you're you're it's like co, like a co-founder, like yeah. someone who founded something. So codependent is someone else that you're dependent on. So that can mean like say if your partner comes home and he's in a feral mood, your emotions are dictated by his mood as well. So it's like a yeah, yeah. that kind of dance. Codependent is is the relinquishing of the self and the giving over to the other person. Yeah. I'm now now governed by what you do, how Mm. you move, how you think, what you think about me. So it's a complete relinquishing of the self. So if you think I'm a shit person, then that's my thoughts about myself as or well. Or if you do something, I, I'm, I'm going to make it about who, uh, who, who I am. Uh-huh, if you move uh-huh. left and, and and I think left is a threat, yeah, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. Even if that's not what that person 
was doing at the time. Yeah, you take it as you, you take it. It's a little bit yeah. like the comment about all kids are narcissistic because they think everything is about them. Yeah. It seems like that is mm-hmm. a, in, happens in a codependent relationship too. Yeah. It's it's very paradoxical. It's all it's all about them happening through the other person. Yeah. And then you'll say to your partner, "I don't like it when you move left. Mm-hmm. Don't move left anymore." And so they don't move. And left? so they don't move left. But you take a step to the right, and they're like, "Hang mm. on a minute. Mm. I don't like it when you move to the right. Don't you move to the right anymore?" So now they can't move left. You can't move right. And so it's a constant giving up of the self. It's a constant giving up of something. It's a constant giving up of essentially who, who we who are. Who we are yeah. or who you might be as a person. Mm. And codependence is is the compromise of who you are to make the other person feel more comfortable. And about, you you often say that word compromise mm, mm. that Correct me if I'm wrong, it should not exist in relationships or it's not healthy for relationships to compromise. Oh, controversy. Isn't it? Controversy. Because what, what do you think about that, Tal? Tal? You're, you're in a relationship. Um, in a way, I kind of agree with it. But I also, for me, like there's some situations that I feel like I have to compromise things in order for Damien's family or stuff like that. But then another half of me is like, but then I'm losing my ind- – independence and what Mm. I want to do. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I kind of am Mm 50-50. That's exactly the the, um, example that we used, right? Yeah, the other. So We were talking about when someone's living (laughs) overseas and Mm -hmm. or interstate and one person moves for the other one. Oh, yeah. Like in my relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then resentment Resentment, yeah. 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 I I was um, was listening to Tony Robbins the other day and the, the guy's a magician and he was talking about, you know, the the four R's of relationships when it starts to break down. Mm. And what was the one you used? Uh, resentment. resentment. resentment so yeah. it's resistance, resentment, rejection, and um uh when you go when you go within within yourself. Reserved. No. Uh, reserved. Ah. Uh, it's, Retreat. it's, it's Re- I was gonna say withdrawal. Repression. Repression. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Repression. So you completely, you know, people that have been together Suppress for twenty yourself. years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they knew they should have left after three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I always ask people when they leave relationships, when did you know? Oh, about the three-year mark. Oh, yeah, you do hear that yeah, often. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and how long have you been together? Oh, 15 years. I've heard this recently. Yeah, well. that's what I'm like. like. I've heard this so recently that, too. So that's the repression. That's the last one. So you go resistance. Oh. When, you get the, when you get the knot in your stomach. You, know, you get, get the ick. When you get the yeah. little, <clears throat> yeah. it's like, oh, but you don't say anything. And yeah. then, then resentment is... The next stage, yep. Then rejection, and then repression is the. Uh, so is they're the, the stages of then, and then it's done. They're the stages of, of of how the relationships go further and further and further and further apart. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, great way to put it. Very, very, very easy to understand. Yeah, yeah. So going back to the compromise, what's your thoughts on that? Well done, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Well done. Uh, <laughs> Because I was sitting here thinking, hang on, we were talking about yeah. something else. Nice one. Um, so compromise. <clears throat> it's an interesting word because <clears throat> what are you compromising? You know, that that for me is always a question that I ask. What am I compromising? Mm. Like go to see my partner's family is might be a compromise to, to some people, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, hanging out with my partner's friends. 
Yeah, you know, you may maybe won't always like your partner's friends, or you might not like your partner's family. I'm, I mean, I'm lucky. My my partner's family is, I mean, they're incredible people, so that, that's no problem there. Um, but just for for conversation's sake, let's say I don't really get along with them, mm-hmm. but she's very close to them. Mm. Yeah, and um, you know, she wants to go spend the weekend with them. I really want to do it, but am I compromising who I am as a man by? going along and supporting her? And the answer is no. Mm. So I'm happy to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm asked to not spend two hours a day doing my self-care yeah. and my training and all the things that I do that make me a healthy male practitioner, yeah, mm. because it makes my partner feel uncomfortable or it makes her feel like I'm not spending enough time with her or it makes her feel uncomfortable because she's not willing to do the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I'm growing and she's not. Um, I'm becoming more confident and she's not. I might be losing weight, looking better, feeling healthier, talking to more people, you know, becoming more outgoing and she doesn't like that. Mm. Yeah. And she might come in under the guise of um, I, this is bullshit, I never see you, we never spend any quality time together, blah, 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 blah. But what she's really saying is, that's making me feel, you're yeah. making me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's coming from there and I want you to stop. Well, if I compromise that, now I'm compromising who I am. Yeah. Because it's one of my values, self-development. Yeah. When it compromises who you are and one of your values, yeah, mm. that's when compromise is very unhealthy mm-hmm. in a relationship. Why do people stay in relationships longer than what they should when we're talking about the four R's before and you're like the last one is repression. Yeah. And you. Well, what did, I t- what, what, what did we talk about before? What are we not trained in? Our emotions. Our emotions. Yeah. What comes with loss? Sadness. Grief. Grief. That's why Loneliness. Pe- loneliness. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Fear, the unknown. So that's why people don't do it. That's why people don't do it. Yeah. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Especially when they have kids too, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And that's like a lot of our situations that we know. They're in relationships and they have kids. So they're like, well, I can't leave. Mm. Don't they? They're like, well, I can't. Yeah. Of course they can. Mm. But it's just the emotions that they're, the story them telling themselves of Mm. what they're going to feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And that's uncomfortable and I don't want to feel that. So I'm better staying here. It's, it's, it's. The devil you know. Mm. Yeah, I, this might be hell for me, but I understand this hell. I don't understand what that is. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and then a lot of responsibility is placed onto the kids. Well, I don't want to leave for the kids, for mm. the kids' sake. Yeah, well, the flip side of that is, well, what are you teaching them by staying? Mm. What are you teaching them by staying in a loveless marriage where you're there because you're just too scared to leave? Mm. Yeah. You know, I was told a long time ago, you know, everything you've ever wanted sits on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. Sits on the other side of what you're afraid of. You just got to be willing to take the jump. Yeah. Yeah. We say that mm. on the other side of fear is freedom. 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 Yeah. Mm. But it's just so hard to see when you've been stuck in something for a mm. long time and you've never had to face these types of feelings. Mm. And a lot of people haven't. And that's why I said before, we're not we're not trained in dealing with. Um, being real with each other, and that's why you get comments like, yeah, not bad, not much, mm. fuck all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to understand those feelings, though, first. You've got to understand them. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to understand Something them. Something I'm still learning, though, too, like, and it doesn't happen overnight. 
Yeah. No, no. No. And when do most people leave? Well, when <clears throat> when they either hit rock bottom or just before they hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When um, when the the agony of of staying um, is less than than the than the fear of leaving. Okay. Yeah. And that's when most people will say, so I, I can't take this anymore. Mm. I can't take another minute. Yeah. So that could be an example, say, of a codependent relationship. Mm. What are other types of relationships? People like, might be like, oh, I'm not in a codependent because it's I don't align with what they're saying in that, but what are other types of relationships? Um, well, there's, there's three main types. If you've read... Um, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People mm-hmm. by I think Stephen Covey. He talks about the the three main types of relationships are codependent, mm-hmm. independent, and interdependent. Yeah. Yeah. What's interdependent? Interdependent is 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 where you want to get to. It's okay. it's two independent people that are that are linked in the middle. So they're free to express themselves as individual people, but they're always linked in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. So they bring their experiences back to the middle. This never separates. Yeah. Yeah. You do you, I do me, yeah? We're very comfortable within ourselves, yeah? We do the work, but we, we we come together and we pour and we share into the relationship. If you're always like this, what what have we got to talk about? Mm. Also, it always ends in disaster. <laughs> and, and, and it, ends in, it ends in fights and arguments mm, yeah. because here's the thing. So we're going off with a tangent now. Yep, yeah, we Here's love the our thing. tangents. You need friction in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're, we're part of nature. We need friction because mm-hmm. that's how we grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't choose your friction, yeah, friction will find you. Yep. Yeah. I've heard you talk about this before. Yeah. You, you, you need friction to grow. You need uh, discomfort mm-hmm. to grow. We are, we are growing creatures. We're part of nature. If we don't grow, we die. So mm-hmm. me seeing you is a type of friction. Absolutely. Because yep. I'm putting... I'm putting you just by your mere presence in front of me, I'm putting you under pressure. Mm. You're creating like what we call voluntary discomfort. Yeah. You're volunteering your discomfort yeah, in order to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going to the gym, going to yoga, putting yourself in, in situations where you feel like you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. But you deliberately go there to learn. Yeah. The people that do that are amazing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but they do that to grow. Yeah. Yep. People who are scared to try things because they might feel like they're not good at it, but they do it anyway. Voluntary discomfort because they know they're going to grow from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a particular type of training. Um, but uh, most people won't volunteer discomfort. Discomfort will find them just from sitting sedentary, and it comes in in the in the form of judging other people. That's a discomfort. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why well, it's creating a drama? Yeah, back chatting other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go oh, have a look at that. Have you heard what so and so is doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you heard what so and so is doing? Yeah. Um, arguments within the household. Yeah, getting shitty at certain things, creating arguments. That's a type of friction. Yeah. So people need that in office their politics, office drama. It's yeah. a type of friction, and that comes from being in the same spot too long. So you either choose your discomfort. Or your discomfort will come and find you, and it's generally not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the the most healthiest form of relationship is when you can claim your independence, yeah, but be able to share it with someone, mm-hmm. yeah, and build a partnership together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you're always checking in, 
you know, you're, you're, you're a team, you're supportive of one another's dreams, you understand the role that you play and the roles may change between masculine and feminine, yeah? Mm. But you've got to have your roles defined. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking big one. Sorry, I've sw- sworn a few times. <laughs> no, no, don't. I'm swear. sorry, I'm sorry. It's so fine. I, I, I will try. How do you define roles? Communication. Mm. As Com- in saying like provider and this and this and like say. Yeah, communi- yeah. yeah communication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go out and do the work if you clean the house, do the laundry, mm. and, but I need help in this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll need, I'll, I need help here, here, here. Okay, but I'm doing this and this and this. Yeah. Where can we find a compromise? Yeah. All right, compromise might, might be I'll get a cleaner in, mm-hmm. yeah, because I, I simply I haven't got time. I haven't got time to wash mm-hmm. the clothes. Like mm-hmm. I know you're looking after the kids, but I haven't got time to do that because I'm, I'm over here doing this. Let's get a cleaner in, mm-hmm. yeah. But you work together as a team. Yeah. Yeah. You've you've got to have your roles because it creates it creates the opposites which attract us to each other. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So so what attracts us to our partner when we first meet them? Energy. And Energy. Sarah would say looks. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Very. A six pack of blue eyes. Yeah. For yeah. me, it's like energy of some energy. it's like a personality. Yeah. 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 Personality. Good. Well, Whatever it is, it's 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 usually something that um, isn't fully developed within yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're looking and, and for so that. you're looking for it, and that's why. How can we create butterflies in our stomach about someone we haven't, we don't really know? Oh yeah. Non, you know, nonverbal communication and the fact that you know we mm. we are sub, subconscious creatures, yeah. And when we see something that reminds us of something within ourselves that's not fully developed, we, we spot it like that. Huh. It's like you'd be in a room of 100 people and go, boom, Oh. That time of week again, and I have a special guest for the Chemist Warehouse pick of the week, I'm which so is excited. <laughs> the Club de Nuit Perfume Untold. Hell yeah. We always mm. talk about perfumes in our sessions, Sol and I, and he's, you've told me about this one ages ago and it's just become available at Chemist Warehouse. Can you explain Club de Nuit and this perfume to everyone? Uh, I absolutely can. <laughs> I, I collect fragrances. I love it. It's yep. a passion of mine. It's uh, like a, uh, I finally figured out what I would have done if I didn't do what I did and it would be creating fragrances. I love it. Okay. So Club de Nuit Untold is a clone, always an inspiration of, Mason Francis Kirkshon's Baccarat 540. So it's a dupe. It's a dupe. Yeah. Yep. It's a clone of of that fragrance. Mm-hmm. Um, that fragrance, I think, retails for about for 50 mils, retails for about 400 bucks. And this one you can get for 59.99, I'm pretty sure. 59.99 for 105 mils. Mm. And it's it's damn near, it's damn near perfect. Mm. Yeah. I've I have worn this on my skin before. Um, and I would, I would, I would say it's about, I'd say it's about ninety five percent. The same. The same. Mm. Yeah. Other than, other than the quality, mm. other than the quality of ingredients, I can um, smell so good. And that's the only thing with, with a lot of the dupes mm. is they get the, um, the profile of the the smell down pat, mm. but it's just the it's the quality of the ingredients. But this one. And this is this a, one's really good. This is a, a elder perfume or whatever, which lasts longer. This is an EDP, so <clears throat> EDTs um, project further but last less. Yep. 
EDPs project less but last longer. Okay. So it's a higher oil concentration. And this club, very good. Club de Nuit very good. is a dupe of what? This one is um, Club de Nuit Intense Women uh, for Women. So yep. it's a dupe of Tom Ford's Noir de Noir. Mm. Noir de Noir is a rose jasmine fragrance. And it is a stunner. Okay. Uh, like I wear this. So if, if you, I would consider this a unisex. Unisex, Like yep. if you're a confident man and you like rose fragrances, this is awesome. Okay. And it's another one. Like the the Club de Nuit line is is fantastic. Like they get really close to to what they're duping. Rose, Jasmine, fantastic. Like a really, uh, this is like a date night type of fragrance. Perfume, a special fragrance. A special, yeah. special occasion fragrance. Nice one. Like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's hot. And the final one, Milestone. Milestone. Milestone is a dupe of Millicene Imperial by Creed. Ah. Uh, so it's a it's a dupe of a, another four hundred odd dollar fragrance. Yep. And Millicene Imperial is a summer fragrance, mm-hmm. um, which combines like uh, melon and sea salt vibes. So it's a very very unique smelling fragrance. And actually, this. Uh, this interpretation of Millicene Imperial actually does what Millicene Imperial used to do. So Creed have gone away oh, from it. Okay. Like they've they've reformulated, they've yep. dumbed it down or and whatever. And that's the OG. And this has actually become the OG. So the dupe is now the OG. Okay. So if you want to know what Millicene Imperial used to smell like. It's this one. It's actually this one. Oh. And it lasts longer, much longer. Now all available at Chemist Warehouse. They are. They are. Um, uh, no-brainers in terms of purchasing. No-brainers. They smell amazing and they're very cheap. So, like, just say if you're in a room, like when I was single, you're in a room and, you know, when you see someone, you're like, holy shit, that person is so attractive mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. So they've got something I'm lacking. They've got something that you that, want that, that, you, want. that you might want. Like confidence. Confidence. Like, okay, yeah. You know, they, they might be exuding a certain... Um, uh, set of behaviors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that aren't fully developed within you yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we, that's what we find attractive. Mm-hmm. So shy people might tend to be attracted to really confident people because that's what perhaps. Yeah. 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 Shy people might, might be attracted to confident people. Mm. Um, if, you know, you're, you're not great in public settings and you see someone who's just tearing it up, mm. you know, if you're like, Wow, that is that is so attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, until you get until you get together. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't end up doing the work, that, those very same attributes will end up creating the biggest problems in the relationship. Really? Yeah. So then, say someone who's confident and talks to everyone, you'll get insecure because you'll think absolutely. Jealous. Yeah, yeah. 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 You'll, you'll get insecure because it was always about you finding that within yourself. Oh my god, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And, and, and if you don't, you will then cut that out of their life and now it becomes a codependent relationship because you're now saying, I need you to compromise that because I don't feel good about myself. But hang on, that's how, that's why you fell in love with me. I don't uh. care. So that's taken out. Uh. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, they'll stop doing that. Mm. And then they'll become, you know, just quiet and they'll Shall play it? video games. Yeah. Mm. Why don't you talk to me? Mm. Why are you avoiding me? Why don't you ever talk to me? Well, you told me not to talk. Yeah. Mm. But partner won't say that. 
don't just shut up. Mm. Yeah. And then in time, they'll ask the other one to remove something from their lives in a way, and on and on we go. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like a miserable way to live. Sorry. Yeah, it actually <laughs> does. But again, like yeah. I hate to harp on it. It's just because 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 we're not we're not um, trained on how to navigate our own emotional state. Yeah. Oh, yeah. people are so uncomfortable. Tully will say about me, she's like, you can have a conversation with that's really uncomfortable. I said, oh, yeah, I can because, like, I need to communicate a problem out, whereas a lot of my friends aren't great communicators and mm. not great in discussing things out. Mm. So it's just like, I don't know, don't know where I'm going with that mm. one. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. The being able to communicate. Difficult conversations yeah. are that for a reason because they're difficult. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, as human beings, we're not, we're not wired for difficulty. We're wired for comfort. Mm. Yeah. We're not wired to lean in when it's hard and relationships are hard. Mm. For them to work, you've got to lean in. So I yeah. find it easier to talk to Damien about uncomfortable conversations than my friends. Great. Why is that? I feel more comfortable. I don't know. Maybe awesome. I feel like I don't get judged. That's Not awesome. that my friends are judging me, but maybe yeah. that's in my head. But I feel way more like I can have uncomfortable conversation with Damien like that. Wow. But with friends, oh, you, I can. Like if you have an uncomfortable, I can answer back, but I probably yeah. wouldn't initiate. initiate it. Yeah. But I find it so much easier. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, yeah. If Tal's feeling something, I'll be like, hey, what? she won't bring it up mm. if she's got a problem with me but I'll ask and then she'll bring it up. Yeah. And, that, and that is really interesting, isn't it? Because they find that a lot, you know, people might be really confident at work, mm. but then they come home, yeah, and they're the submissive one in the relationship. Really? Oh, wow, yeah. 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 Or, you know, you might get someone who's really submissive at work and comes home and they're, and they're the ones that, that, are, that are carrying on. And, mm. and Why does that happen? Um, it happens for a number of reasons, mm. but you know something. Something is not being met in one area. Yeah, yeah. You're going and meeting it in a in a different area. Mm. You know, but then and, you're not being your true self because mm, you're being two different people. Yeah, mm. yeah. But you know, we 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 all wear masks. Yeah. yeah, and it's really hard to be your authentic self. Like I said before, it takes training. It takes work. Mm. Yeah, to get to know yourself well enough where you, you can hold a particular standard and be yourself in, in all areas, okay. in all areas. Mm, so we've spoken about interdependent, codependent. Mm. What about the final type of relationship? Yeah. So interdependent, again, is is I think the highest form when you get two, when no. you get two actualised people. We've spoken about what about the two separate ones? The independent well, one. Well, independent. Well, how do you think that's going to work? There's no meeting in the middle. So no. There's no communication. It's yeah. all about them. They just coexist. Mm. How do you think that's going to work? Yeah. I only ask that because I know someone in a type of relationship like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and how's yeah. it working? What? So yeah. if 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 you were to give your observations on it, what do you what do you notice? Um, coexist. They coexist. Yeah. yeah. They they live two separate separate lives. It's separate. Yeah. It's two separate. Yeah. In the, being independent is is part of the process, mm. but it's not the end goal. So you can work towards your interdependent. You, it's it, it's a stepping stone towards working towards being in, interdependent. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not it's not the end goal mm. um, to be fully self sufficient and to just stay there. 
the, the highest level of love is that mm. is that sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is where you share your knowledge, your learning, your growth, who you are as a person, what makes you genuinely you with your partner and them the same. Mm. And it's and it's hard because you're always going to rub up against each other. Mm-hmm. That's where getting good at catching things that annoy you about the other person or that the other person's doing or where the other person steps out of role, yeah, mm. they can come in and have the, you know, for me, I can, when I've got a lot going on, I go, as probably most businessmen do, I go up into my head and I start thought bubbling, mm. yeah. Mm. And I don't mean... I don't mean to disappear and, and go independent and, and, and push my partner away. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes I don't even notice that I'm doing it. Mm. Like I've just got 100 things flying in my head. Mm. Yeah. Um, with an independent partner, she'll she'll just let me go off and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she'll go off and do her thing. Yeah. And it just over time creates too much of a distance. Too much space. Too much space. Yeah. But interdependent will be, hey, Mm. You're doing you're doing that thing, mm. or where are you, mm-hmm. or is there anything I can do to help? Yeah. Curiosity. Curiosity. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I hope I haven't. I hope I haven't confused. No. I hope I'm not confused. No. Don't no. end up confusing because because it is a tricky space. Mm. Relationships are really. Mm. Really tricky. And Tal and I have said that we feel really, really fortunate that we've got to an age where we know ourselves pretty mm. well. And so Tal's attracted a partner that it's it's such a healthy relationship. Yeah. Whereas a lot of our girlfriends have been with their partners from such a young age mm. that there's friction, they don't really know themselves and it's just like, I feel fortunate mm-hmm. and I just want them to have that awareness of self-knowledge about themselves as well. Okay. Mm. Um, so they've met their partners from a young age? Yep. 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 Haven't really experienced life without being with their partners, right. which I think is what you're going to, Sarah. I think Sarah and I have been so lucky that we spent majority of our 20s, well, most of our tra- live, travel, yeah. working, really single. Yeah. Great. And then when we hit Great. 30, I feel like, we were still kind of single for a little bit, but mm. I feel like we kind of knew ourselves and knew exactly what we wanted in a relationship. Mm. Whereas I think they probably don't really know what they want, that what they actually want because they've been stuck. Mm. Not stuck. But I don't know. I think experience. Oh, it's a tricky one, isn't yeah. it? Because do you think the way you thought when you were 22? No. No way. And most people, you know, they find their partners at 22, 23, 24, mm. 25, and then, you know, you get into your 40s. If you're not developing and growing and you're just stuck there, what do you mm-hmm. think is going to happen after 15 years? Oh, so you still react from the 22, 23-year-old perspective? Even younger, maybe. Yeah, right. Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm. And it's so- no wonder that most of the relationships, you know, it's no wonder most relationships um, – Long-term relationships can feel like that if, mm. if they're started young, yeah? If someone's listening to this, mm. how could they approach their partner to have better communication? Because it's all coming down to communication. Uh, just be honest, mm. yeah? Lean and into that discomfort. Yeah, lean into the discomfort, discomfort be honest, and, and make it about you. Mm. It's it's what I always tell 
anyone when they're having a difficult conversation, it's stop talking about what they're doing and how they're making you feel and where they haven't stepped up. Make it about you. Mm-hmm. This is what's coming up for me. This is how I'm feeling. Not because of you, but this is how I'm feeling. Mm. You know, I feel really stuck, yeah? I don't feel like we're going anywhere, yeah? Like I love you, but I'm tired, mm. yeah? And I'm scared because I feel like we're drifting apart. Mm. And I feel like if we don't do something soon, it might be the end for us. Fuck, there's so much vulnerability in that conversation. For someone to step up and do that, can you imagine? Oh. Can you imagine? Yeah. The, in, if the relationship's been asleep for 10 years, do you, can you imagine what that does? In reality, the other person's probably feeling that too but doesn't know how to articulate mm. it. Mm. It's a real wake-up mm. type of conversation, mm. yeah? So that would be my advice would, would be to not go into that conversation uh, accusing the other person in order to get them to listen. What do you mean by that? So being accusatory, meaning yep. meaning making it a, trying to get your point across by making it about them oh, yet again. So you speak to me like this, so that's why something I needs yeah. to change because you're an asshole and, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm sick of it and I'm sick of you doing this and I'm sick of you not being around and I'm sick of you not spending time with the kids mm-hmm. and I'm sick of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And you know, what 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 do you think mm-hmm. that other person's going to do when they be hear defensive? That? Yeah, react. There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. They're just going to shut their ears off. Yeah. They're going to be defensive. Yeah. And said, so, boom, that puts another wedge mm-hmm. and another wedge. Creating more space. Creating more space. So if, if I can, you know, provide a tool, mm-hmm. it would be make it about you. Mm-hmm. Lean into the discomfort. You are just as equally to blame. Mm. A relationship takes two people. It's never one person. Yeah. Yeah. I would go as far as to say if you're sitting in my room, I would tell you it's your fault. Ah. Whoever, whoever in the relationship I was sitting in front of, yep. yeah, I'd just say it's your fault. You have contributed to this. Mm-hmm. What are you not doing? Mm-hmm. Where, are you, where are you not stepping up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where have you dropped your standards? Yeah, where have you not expressed what you need? That's where, true. Where have you become codependent? Mm-hmm. How has the relationship all of a sudden become toxic? Mm-hmm. When you guys were so in love at one point, what what did you do to contribute? Same with cheating. Yeah. When someone comes in and they're cheated on, the first question I say, I ask them is, how did you contribute? One of. And it's, what? At that point, there's so much anger and rage mm. and everything's outward, but you're, you're relinquishing all your power at that point. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Speaking to the person about how they contributed is one of the most effective ways for them to take their power back and make sure it doesn't happen again. Explain that a little bit more. What do you want to know? Which part? So, of with cheating, how mm-hmm. people don't just cheat. Yeah, like do maybe, they cheat maybe because... I don't know. Maybe some. It's do. a very common theme in yeah, my life maybe, right now. Yeah, maybe maybe some do. Yeah, maybe some do. Mm. But I mean, you chose that partner, so you know we can go right back to the start. Mm. You chose that person. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, why were the reasons you chose yeah, that what, person? Were they what, right? Why were the reasons you chose that partner? Mm. I oh, ch- cheated from the start. We didn't even have a chance to get to know each other. Well, well what, what made you choose that person? You, you still chose him. Mm. It's they hard thought, to hear. They it's hard to hear. Him. It's hard to hear. I know because mm. we are built to blame the person that cheats mm. and it's reprehensible. Yeah. 
And um, to anyone out there, leave. Can you ever just, forgive just, the just person? Just leave. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, can you ever forgive the person? Can you ever forgive the person? Um, that's an individual choice. Yeah. I've seen it work. What if they say yeah. kids are involved? I've, I've seen it work. Yeah. What if we, we could? Yeah. I mean, we could do what ifs. Yeah, we can do what true. ifs for, for for the end of time. Mm. What if kids are involved? Mm. That, kids is a funny topic, actually, because well, you tell me, right? Well, what, what, what if kids are involved? Um, well, then I think for parents it does make it harder. But I'm a child of divorce, mm. so like for me. I don't know any different from growing up yeah. in two separate households which were two pretty healthy mum and dad yeah. relationships. Yeah. Whereas, like, I don't know a family that stayed together and where the, the two parents didn't get along or they mm. did get along. I don't know that. Mm. So if they can repair a, a relationship. The reason why I go there is... Mm. From that point on, you've got no control over what that person did, mm. yeah, but you've got all the control over how you contributed, yeah, maybe where you didn't step up, yeah, and you can take all your power back and make sure it never happens to you again. So it's actually taking your power back. Yeah, That's right. why I go to full responsibility, mm. you know. Uh, the only relationship you're ever having is with yourself and it's the only one you can influence and control. So I always bring it back to you. I can agree that in the sense that if I was in a relationship and the person cheated on yes. me, it would make myself, and I stayed and I chose to stay, I would be crossing a boundary within myself that I would I would start to probably like dislike myself. Mm-hmm. If you stayed. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be a unconscious thought, I think. Mm. 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 But I would probably not choose to be with someone who cheated. Good. Yeah. Good. Nor should you. Mm. Is that what we're talking about, whether you should stay or not? Well, speaking about cheating in a relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you you choose to stay, you need to look at the relationship forensically. Yeah. Forensically. And both of you need to look at how you contributed. It's never just one person, mm. especially in a long-term relationship. It's never one person. Mm. But anyway, this is a very charged topic. Isn't it? It's yeah. a very charged one. But, I, but, but we were talking about. I wanted to get on to kids. To kids. Because from my observations and um, friends and family close mm. to me, a lot of their tension and disagreements tend to be about the kids or parenting the kids or you don't discipline them. I have to discipline them. Mm-hmm. How do you communicate about that? Well, it's it goes back to difficult. Com- mm. I feel like I'm repeating myself, <laughs> minute, but it goes back. It goes back to well. It depends what type of relationship you're in first. Yeah, yeah. One of the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, ultimately it goes back down to having difficult conversations. Mm. Please have them away from your children as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Learn how to not. Learn how to not air out your grievances in front of your kids. Mm. Yeah. That that is a big one. They don't need to know. Mm-hmm. The only thing they need to see is a united front. 
and their mum and dad are strong and healthy. And if I can say one thing to all parents out there, yeah, the kids aren't the most important thing. A lot of parents would be like, what do you mean? <laughs> the kids aren't the most important thing. Why do you say that? Because who looks after them? You do. And what happens if you go down? They go down. Mm. So wouldn't that suggest that actually your relationship with your partner is the most important thing? With the father? With the father. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that's the most important thing? And then take it a step further, your relationship with yourself. Mm. Wouldn't you say that's the most important thing? Because if you're a healthy, thriving person, wouldn't that suggest that you'd be a much better mm. parent? Yeah. yeah. You'd be a lot calmer. Mm. Calmness breeds safety. And safety is what all kids need. The more safe they feel within that, within the confines of their home, within the confines of those boundaries, the safer they feel, the less they're going to play up. Yeah, true. Yeah? The less they – well, they're not going to need to play up to know where the boundary is. Mm. Yeah? Calmness is one of the most effective tools. Yeah? It oh. really is. Mm. And you can only get calmness from space. And if you don't have enough space, if you're not making time, if you're giving yourself the bullshit excuse of – my kids come first and I feel guilty because I've got no time. We covered this in the, in the other one we yeah. did, remember? The, the money, one, money yeah? one, yeah. And you're telling yourself that your, your kids come first? Well, have a look at what your kids are doing. If they're running an absolute, if they're running an absolute train wreck through your house, how's that going for you? How do you – so if they are running a train wreck mm. – you need to slow down and create a safe space for them. Let me put it another way. Yep. When I did my stint working in the prisons for about eight or nine years, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the main jobs that I did was I worked with families who had a parent inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was child focused, but I made it adult focused. It's an adult. It was an adult focused um, uh, child program. So it was to help the kids whose parents have gone in. Mm. But I, I made it a complete family unit because obviously what I discovered very quickly is very rarely am I going to have any impact on the kid unless I can impact the parental system. Mm-hmm. It's, it's happening up here. They, kids they are, just absorb. Yeah. It's all funneled down to them. They just absorb and mimic. What am I going to tell a seven-year-old mm. yeah, that they're going to understand and go back in and implement? Now, what you need to do is journal gratitude. Yeah. yeah. For example, like if you want your kids to eat healthy, you have to look at how you're eating. It all comes back to you. Yeah. Mm. If you want your kids to read, are you reading? It all comes back yeah. to you. Guilt is one of the most... Um, Is it not useful, unuseful? What, what, what's the word? Mm. Is unuseful a word? No. Like disadvantage. No. Yeah. It's, 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 Flippant. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just it's not useful. Let's yeah. just go with not useful. Slow vibe. It's low vibe. <laughs> it's low vibe. It's, kept, it, it, it's there to make us feel stuck. This idea of I feel guilty because I feel, I'll feel like a bad mum. Mm. Would you want me to translate that for you? Is I don't feel good enough as a person. To, so like, do, to do the things that I need to do to feel better about uh-huh. myself to be a better mum. So like those mums that are always like, oh, I can never find time to work out in the morning. 
choice. Everything's yeah. a choice. Mm, Everything's a choice. Everyone's got a bit of time. That's just, just a good excuse. Yeah. It's like get uh, up earlier. <laughs> unless yeah. unless you live in the mountains on your own, most yeah. people mm. have got a support network. Mm-hmm. Most people mm. have got a support network, yeah, that they can lean on to get that half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And to have that conversation with your partner, hey, I need, I need an hour a day mm. to go do my workout and to go for a walk, you know, down the beach with the girls or whatever. I mm. need this. Mm. I told the story, didn't I, of the, of, of the, the mum with, yeah, with the boys, she, right? Yeah, yeah. What half an hour a week did for her? Mm. Was that the painter? And now yeah. She's yeah, 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 yeah. Now yeah. she's got all yeah. this stuff going on. Like that came off of half an hour. Crazy. Half an hour. Filling up Are her own kidding? cup. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another fable like um, that somebody told me, like if he said to me, if, if I've got four kids, right, and my wife and one of my kids are holding on for dear life on the edge of a cliff, who am I saving? You've done this one to me. I know the answer. I feel like Tully. you're going to say yourself. Wait, what was the question again? So. <laughs> you're uh, on the edge of a cliff. Your wife. And one of your kids are hanging on the edge of a cliff. Their grip is their grip is failing. Both of them. They're both about to fall. Uh-huh. You can only clearly you can only save one. Who are you oh, saving? That's just a trick question. Um, I got it wrong. Don't worry. I I feel like I'm going to get it wrong, but I would it's say the kid. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I before, know, but it's before, pressure. Before they come for us in the comments, and say, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. The child. Don't, don't at me in the comments. Exactly. Yeah. The child. That's what most people would think. Because they've got more of a life ahead of That's them. That's what I thought. Mm. Well, so it's the wife. But it's actually it? your partner or wh- whoever, whichever one. Mm. It's not discriminating here. It could, could be whichever one. So why is that? Because you've got three more to look after. Three other kids. You've got three other ones to look after. Oh, so you need the sacrifice the one, Sacrifice the one to save the many. But it, mm. it's actually more of a thing of just showing the importance of team, team and the top subsystem is the most amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the most um, important. Mother, father, you are the most important. This idea of the kids are most important, mm. it's its just not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. I've got a question. Makes sense. <laughs> because from our podcast with you last mm. year and that was started off having a conversation about our relationships with our mothers and things uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then doing work with you, having dinners with you until mm. everything does come back to our childhoods, right? Like all our limiting beliefs, all our um, emotions, stories we tell ourselves are all stories that are built from our childhood. Mm-hmm. And then you can move through life if you want, not aware of the, what those limiting beliefs are. Yeah. <sighs> Obviously, I'm aware of my limiting beliefs. Tull knows hers. Mm. How do you not fuck up your kids? <laughs> but can it be like external? <laughs> no, but true. Like no, but I actually want to know this. How do you not like fuck parenting. up your kids? But like could it be <laughs> external? If all our problems come from That's our parents, so how do we not fuck our but kids up? But is it up? parents or your child? It's the story you tell yourself. So. What do you mean? What My, do you mean, tell? Like, so parents is it is it your parents or childhood? Like, for me, when you say that, I think, okay, for me, one of the things that my limiting belief is I'm not good enough, 
because I have to be perfect because mm. a comment my mum made and then I was anorexic for mm. 15 years, mm. that was from my mum. But can it be like from childhood, like say someone in the park playground was like, oh, Sarah, you're ugly or like not ugly or like Sarah, you can't do that. So then she's got this belief now that she mm. can't do anything and she's not good enough. Yeah. So does it have to be from your parents or can it be from an experience in the playground? I can be from it can be from from anything that you deem traumatic. Okay, so know? it doesn't have to be from mm. your parents. It usually is. Yeah, well, it, yeah. It, it usually is because that's where you spend most of your time. Then yeah. that comment from the kid in the playground would come back to your "I'm not good enough" mm. because Spot my mum said that. Yeah. So Spot you're going to see everything through that filter yeah. of not being yeah. good enough. Jesus. Oh God, who? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, let, can we swap chairs, please? Uh, wow, wait, yeah, did you hear yeah. all of that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We, we formulate our personality as youngsters on our unmet needs and what we feel like we need to do to get love. Mm-hmm. That's how we formulate everything, our, our words, our mannerisms. It's all around what was unmet. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's how we creatively adjust to our world. We're survival creatures. We will do what's necessary in order to receive love. Mm. But it's not always healthy. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time it's not healthy. So the only—I'm not the only way—to limit the amount you fuck up your kid mm. is to provide stability for them. It's indirect, but it could be anything they like observe through. It's indirect. Yeah, it, how it—it's through how you live, mm. and and if you're in a relationship, it's how you guys are in the home. Mm. It's nothing you ever do with them. Directly. Directly. So, yes, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. If you fight a lot, the kids will think that mum and dad don't love each other because it's about because of me, I'm not good enough. I need to try and fix them or something. Yeah. Kids yep. are mimickers. Yep. Yeah. Mm. They'll 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 mimic what you do and mm. they'll mimic the energy of that, that you provide them in the home. They'll mimic it and that and, and that'll create the basis of their worldview. Mm. Yeah. So to put it like you did, how, how do we not fuck up our kids' lives? Yeah. Work on yourself. Mm. It always comes back to that. But then what about the partner? Not If the partner's not working on themselves, there's two parents in there, the well, household. Yes, there is. And then it comes back to difficult conversations, uh, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It comes back to difficult conversations and can you have them? And you have to be a team on how you parent. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, the roles need to be really clear, mm. really clear, yeah? Same at the start of the relationship. So yeah. you're saying the roles of parenting have to be clear. If one parent's pissed off because they're like, well, I always have to discipline the kid, you're so soft, it's because you haven't spoken about those roles? It's not a clear communication? Well, what are the expectations around discipline? Have they ever been spoken about? Mm. You're expecting your partner to do the same as you do. Potentially. And when they don't, you get pissed off yeah. and angry because you had an mm. unmet expectation. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Instead of going, you never discipline them. Mm. Hey, can I ask you a question? What is it about discipline that makes you avoid it? Mm. What does it bring up in you? Is it going to make you feel like you're a bad father? Mm. So you need to make the space and the time to have those conversations. 
whether it's whether it's like you go and get your own person to work with. And I can't stress this enough. You you don't need to be mentally unwell. I feel like I'm, I need to speak into <laughs> yeah. that one. To need make to the emphasize point. Yeah. this. You don't need to be mentally unwell to work with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Everyone can benefit from from getting to know themselves. Mm. We've all got shit. We all carry trauma. Mm. We all carry stuff that we, we we don't want to face and we want to avoid. Yeah. It's easy for me to say, just jump into something that's uncomfortable. You know, mm. go find a hobby or an art or something that makes you feel uncomfortable and, you know, go get uncomfortable that way. And that's easy to say. Mm. And there's like very few people do it that way. Mm. Go and work with someone. Go and sit down with someone. Go and ask for help. That one hour a week where you sit down and you're the centre of attention and, and someone really gets to understand what makes you tick and, and, and validates you for who you truly are, Warts and all, yeah. Mm. And then it, and you do it as a couple and validates the relationship for where it's at. Like where are you guys truly at? Mm. What do you guys really want? What do you guys really want to achieve? How far apart are you on that? Mm. Yeah. And what tools can we implement to bring that distance back? Get some help. Mm. It's okay. Like you don't need to do it on your own. Yeah. Is there like a shame like for, for that you see out there that like parents feel like they have to they have to figure it all out on their own uh-huh, from, from what pressure. you guys see? Pressure. I we went out to dinner with one of our girlfriends the other night and she was saying about she had to um, discipline one of her mm. kids and I just sat back and I was like, yeah, you should be really proud of yourself. You mm. handled that really really well. And she's like, I think in that moment she also said she's like, you know what? I was really proud of how mm. I handled it too. Mm, but great. she gave herself the space before disciplining her child. It wasn't just think, from a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Mm. I awesome. think there is a shame. Well, I can't talk. I'm not married or in a relationship. But I think there is a shame and a guilt from people in relationships and individuals who go see someone because they're more concerned about what other people think or if they're going to relationship therapy or something, they must be in a shit relationship. Oh, interesting. That's, that's interesting. The, what they attach to it, the story. Mm-hmm. Or that's the story I attach to it, obviously. Yeah. But it could be the healthiest relationship that there is. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've worked with couples for over 20 years. Mm. In, in in kind of various forms, you know, with, within this profession. Does Do any couples come to you straight off the bat or it's always in a crisis? No. Oh, very, very few. I, I can't remember one off the top of my head that hasn't come to me as the, as the last port of call. Yeah. Wow. Last port of call. So it would be healthy to see uh, someone halfway, whenever. I know Why it's not? acceptable yeah. in America. Why not? Why not? Mm. Yeah. There's just no reason why not. Mm. I mean, you, you can't drag your partner kicking and screaming. Mm. Yeah. It, it'd need to be a joint decision. But but why not get to mm. know how you're operating within your relationship? Mm. I think I think everyone should, mm. you know, sit down and learn about themselves in whatever capacity and have some sort of uh, self-development training. Yep. Yeah. I think everyone should. Mm. Why not? We're not on this earth for long enough. Mm. Yeah. 
go and go and discover who you really are. Go and sit with someone. Go and learn what makes you tick. Find out what your gift is. Go and explore it. We're not, we're not on this earth long enough to to just settle for a life. Mm. We're not. We're just not. You know. And then in it, same thing in the relationship. Go and sit with someone. Mm. Like go and yes, it's going to cost you a bit of money, but what's not doing it going to cost you? Yeah, that's true. You know, everyone looks at the cost of of going to see someone, and you know, the question I ask is, well, let me go through your finances and see what you pay, what you end up spending your money on. Mm. <gasps> yeah, people's assholes tighten up a little bit because mm-hmm. they understand what I'm really asking them. Yeah, it's not about the money. What's it about? The shame. It's a shame, mm. and it's too difficult. It's too hard. Mm. It, it's it, it, if if it's important enough, you'll find the money because it's an investment. Yeah, yeah. And if the relationship means enough, and, to it, you. and if it means enough to you, do it. Because what is it going to cost to mm-hmm. not do it? Mm. Yeah, and I see the cost of it when the people hit my hit my couches. Yeah, mm. the cost of it emotionally. Yeah, they're psychologically. Some of them are psychologically ruined mm. from it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're on the floor, they're depleted, totally rejected, yeah, yeah, yeah? Uh, completely spent. Some of them checked out. Like a lot of the times one's checked out and one hasn't. And a lot of the time it's whether I can find a way to bring the checked out one back. Mm. Why let it get to there, especially mm. when kids are involved? And, and, and a lot of times people have kids to avoid the relationship I think it's going to fix it. It's going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the kids are the most important thing. Well, if they're the most important thing, all of a sudden your relationship's not. The relationship sustains the family. Mm. The relationship sustains the children, not the other way around. The child will never sustain you. Mm. You cannot live through your child and, and, and project your unmet needs and your unmet child, childhood onto your kid. Mm. You know, push them to play piano because that's what you never did. You know, push them to be really athletic and make the sports team because that's what you always wish you mm. did, but you never had the opportunity. Mm. You know? No. Let them be a kid. Mm-hmm. Fuck off and go and get some help. Mm. And bring your partner along with you. And yeah. Go and sit down together. Mm. And work it out. The relationship sustains the family, not the other way around. I can't stress it enough. For me, who's single, how how do I find a healthy relationship? Intimate one? Yeah. Because there's a lot of single people that also listen to this. There's a lot of single people that listen to this. How do you find a healthy relationship? Yep. What's a very broad question. Mm. Um, Take your time. Yeah. Like I said before, I think we're really quick to rush into intimate relationships, especially Mm -hmm. if we've been single for a while. Mm. But take your time with dating. Picking... A partner, I think we've, we've spoken about this as well, is one of the single most important decisions you'll ever make because they'll either 10x your life or destroy it. Yeah. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. They'll either 10x your business or run it into the ground. Mm-hmm. And this is on both sides, by the way. Yeah. And if you look at a relationship like a business, your partner, your intimate partner, is your closest business partner as well. Mm. Everything. That's why I always said I always say business starts at home. Mm-hmm. 
work on the family business first, yeah? So take your time. Why do we need to rush into, you know, finding the first person that tickles our fancy and, and off we go? Take your time. Mm, so true. I feel you know, like you need uh, to date. What does take time mean? I yeah. don't know. Maybe date, like you yeah. said. Mm. Date. Take your time. Like, um, no, no, we're not going to catch up five times a week and sleep at each other's house, mm. you know, after three weeks. Oh, my God, neck me. Do you know what worse? <laughs> oh, not getting worse. Like, One thing take, that- it, take it easy and actually find out about the person. Yeah. Like, what's their background? What are their relationships like with their families? Mm. Yeah. Do they have a close relationship mm. with their siblings? Are there people that they don't talk to in their family? Why? Mm. Are they close to their parents? Are they, uh, uh, um, um, you know, for, for you, Ra, like are, are they close to their mum? Yeah. What's their relationship like with their mum? Mm. Yeah. One thing that's from seeing you that I realise I did and did in relationships, mm. past tense, is I would always see someone's potential. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tricky yeah. one. Yeah. So I would either be see someone's potential or I thought I could help them or fix them. So I mm. tend to go for people that like had depression or that mm. like. A bit broken. Yeah, a little bit broken. Mm. And what attracted you to them? Um, intellect for a couple. But well, did they make you feel. <laughs> did, they, did they make you feel a certain way? Like needed. Like I like that, that I could help them. Uh, so you felt power in the relationship. Important. Significance. Yeah. Significance. Yeah. yeah. Significance. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. See? And that creates the butterflies. Mm. I can be significant to this person. Yeah. 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 And the and they're and they're hot as F, <laughs> which will make me even more significant. Yeah. That's what creates the butterflies. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But the potential, like you said, I, I pick partners with potential. Used to because I did something this year that I was really proud of and Tal told me it was, was not a nice message but I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I just can't do this. Like I have a pattern. <laughs> I have a pattern. It was not nice. No, it was just the way it was written. <laughs> I had a pattern and I'm, I'm, I can't do that to myself anymore because they were like going through something and I was just like, oh, I see, oh. I see how this is playing out. And why I had been seeing them, I was like, good looking. Yep. Tick. Yep. Baggage. Tick. Yep. Tick. Broken. <laughs> Tick. Yeah. 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 In need of rescuing. Yeah. Tick. Yeah. So, so from the offset, so from the offset, um, your kind of entering in, in into a role that's almost not your responsibility. Mm. That's true, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've stopped it now. Yeah, I just think like for you, you just need to like date more so then you know exactly what kind of person, like what Maybe values and stuff you dated, want. I went on a north side date the other I know, night. but like before I met Damien, like I dated, I say a lot, but like a lot for me because I was like I need to not go through like these people, but I needed to <laughs> see what actually I wanted in a relationship. Yeah. So then when I met Damien, I was like, yeah, and then when I met Damien, I was like, no, 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 no. Like I was too scared because I knew something was going to happen out of it. I was scared of commitment. Mm, but then mm. when I looked back, I was like, oh, no, he has all the values that I like and he treats me what I realise how I want to be treated. And there was all these things that I was like, oh, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't go through like all those dates. Mm. Mm. 
and read the book attached. <laughs> <laughs> like that was a life changer. Yeah. Um, what kind of partner do you want? Have you written it down? Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm clear and that's mm. what's something you always tell me when having an uncomfortable conversation with anyone. It's like be clear. Yeah. Know what, like don't fumble, know what you're feeling, know what you want out of it. Just have a yeah. clear, be clear. Yeah, know, know, know what you want to say. Mm. Yeah. Say it clearly. Yeah. And don't expect anything. Mm. Yeah. Because whatever feedback you get, it's useful. People won't get that. Don't expect anything. Don't expect anything. Can we end on expectations? Oh, we can. Yeah, yeah, we can. So, so did we clear that up about how to choose a partner? About we're talking about choosing a partner. Be clear on what you want. Be clear on what you want. Do not, do not falter on those standards. Mm. Don't settle, girls. Yeah. Mm. Do, do, don't falter on those yeah. on those standards. Mm. Yeah. And and take your time. Mm. Yeah. Being in a relationship is a, is a is a gift. Mm. Yeah. But it's also a curse. Again, like I said, if you choose the wrong one. Take your time because I said it's it's the single biggest single biggest contract you'll ever sign. Like if you guys are doing a contract deal with with someone, mm. do you guys ever go on without signing a contract first? Like if you guys are doing a deal, no. why not? Because no. we need to know like outcomes mm-hmm. and goals and where the direction the we're terms, heading. Yeah. Do you sign the contract without reading the terms? No. No. Do you get a lawyer involved? Sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. If it's important enough, yeah. why? Why do you do that? Because we have an understanding of what business is. Yeah. And it's and it's a given that you do that in business. To cover your back. Like, cover your ass. Yeah. Why don't we do this in relationships? Not literally sign contracts, mm. but it is the biggest contract you will sign when you get married to someone. Mm. Yeah? Get your metaphorical lawyer to go through the fine, fine print. Mm. Find out who this person is. Take your time. Go out on dates. Listen to how they talk. Mm. Listen to how they treat people. Listen to the things that they're not saying. Mm. Yeah, get a get a feeling for it. And if the clearer you are on what you want, the more obvious to you it will be. Yeah, when it isn't what you want. Watch their actions. Like, yeah, girls will probably get caught up and like, oh, he said he was going to message, said he was going to do that. Did he actually follow through? Does he keep his word? Did he message? Did he call through? Did he catch up with you on the weekend? Went like he said he was going mm-hmm. to catch mm-hmm. up. Just observe. Observe. Yep. It's all information. Mm. So that's, again, expectations, mm. yeah? If you, if, if you don't get caught up on the expectation, then everything's just information that you can that you can use to inform your choice. Mm. So in that sense, expectations are because I keep my word and if I said we're going to catch up on the weekend, mm-hmm. he said it so I expect him to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're holding them to a standard. That you haven't spoken mm. about. Yeah. And that happens a lot in relationships holding a partner to a standard that you haven't actually spoken to them about. And that's expectation. That's expectation. Yeah. Yeah. And then when, when that expectation is not met, you get shitty. You might feel resentful mm. or you might feel rejected, but you haven't actually spoken to your partner about it. Mm. Or maybe you've spoken about it to them once mm. um, and you haven't followed up on it, up, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Again, communication. communication. Communication, yeah. Communication, difficult conversations, being able to step up to the plate when you feel scared, when you feel sick mm. to your stomach, yeah, and doing it anyway. Oh, I hate those and, 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 and it's hard to do without being walked through it. And that's why I say for, to, you know, to everyone, there are so many low-cost counselling centres out there, mm. yeah, 
I know heaps of them. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I've been connected to some of them, mm-hmm. yeah, where you can pay fourth-year students like 30 bucks or something. Oh, wow. Yeah? Yeah. They're heavily supervised. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They're in their final year, especially out where, where I studied. Like they are drilled. Yeah. They, they are locked in. Mm-hmm. And they provide an amazing service for, for next to nothing on a sliding scale maybe depending on what you earn. Mm. So you can pay like from 5 to $30. A session. A session. Yeah. yeah. Low-cost counselling services. Yeah. They are out there. Yeah. Money is not an excuse. Mm. Yeah. Difficult wow. conversations. Yeah, the better you get to know yourself, the easier difficult conversations get, mm. and the more the more you get comfortable in those conversations, the correlation to you having a better life is better relationships. It, it, it's just it, a better relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just you don't need a Harvard study for that one. Mm-hmm. So it always comes back to you and your choice. So we we thought this was going to be about relationships, but then it always comes come back, back to, to you. yourself. Always comes yeah. back to Seriously. you. Seriously, thank you very much, Solomon. Oh, you are so thank welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, you are so welcome. Third Sorry, time I on. I'm a, a bit of a rant. No, I no, think I like so, rants. so much value yeah. in that. Like I even learned a lot from that. I'm sure we'll talk about it this week in our session. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it was, there's a bit of controversy in there as well. Just throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, okay. what, we'll see what happens on the video clips, what comments yeah. we get. <laughs> so what are you taking out of, out of today? What's what's standing out for you? Again, just more work on the self mm-hmm. and eventually when I'm in a relationship, when I have kids, it's you and your partner set the standard. It's like how good's our communication and then that filters through. Mm. Mm. And it's just about knowing what I want out of a, a relationship. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Top. I think communication. I mean, I feel like I already knew that, but mm. just how important it is, especially when you get to that stage when you do have kids and yeah. stuff like that, you made me think a little bit about parenting, Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's interesting. Great. Yeah. Thank All you, right. Sal. Thank you. Are so you. Welcome. Thank, thank you, you so much. Oh, and yeah. congratulations on the growth of your podcast. I was oh, going to say that at the start. Thank you. You know I you know I listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and you know you. I cheer in the background yeah. like, all the time. Yes. Yeah. And watching it grow from, you know, the mm. the garage, so to speak, yeah. to, to Michael Bublé to yeah. you, to, Chemist to Warehouse, yeah. Bublé to studios. In, in here, studios. It's crazy. Congratulations, well Thank done. You. Awesome Thank to see. You. Thank you may so it, much. May it may it go, you know, uh, leaps and leaps and bounds. Hundred percent. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. It's us again. We're back. It's Tully and Sarah, and if you don't know, we have an activewear brand called Tully Lou. And we have Australia's favourite leggings, but not only do we have leggings, we've got hoodies, we've got outerwear. We've got everything that you may need for an active lifestyle. So we want to give you guys an offer. If you've never shopped at Tully Lou or if you've shopped at Tully Lou and you just want $15 off your next order, you need to take this offer and it's TL Cherry, all caps, all one word, and pop that in at checkout and you will get $15 off. So head to our website. It's www.tallyloo.com or head to our Instagram, stalk our page, use the code and let's get you all in some TL. And welcome to the family. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 